Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to the No Prisoners podcast. Just want to give a quick shout out to After Five Media for putting this whole thing together. If you're ever in any need of media services, such as photos, videos, even podcasting, check them out. They got you covered. Link is in the description below. Also, check out their Adobe stock links and also their Love Pack links. It's a great way to get your business looking nice and professional, whether it's your website or your Instagram posts. They got you covered. Also, check out our affiliate links for extra wallets i use the wallet myself best wallet i've ever purchased they come in aluminum leather whatever material you can think of they got you and they're so sleek and so damn good looking i don't know what else to say about it check them out link in the description below and last but not least enjoy the show there was an increase of homelessness in san francisco from 5,400 roughly to 8,100 roughly. 3,000 people increase. One of the reasons why is because San Francisco is so fucking dope. Mm. How they treat their homeless people. Other homeless come to San Francisco. Yeah. It's like homeless paradise. They've literally created open air drug markets. We back. Damn. We're back. I read another book. Oh, damn. Boom. As promised. Got my hair's all discombobulated. Dude, mine is the same. Hat business here. This doesn't work either. Jeez. Damn. What's this going is on a today? Bad way to start. Rambo's falling asleep on the podcast again. So, as promised, uh, I read San Francisco. I think we mentioned that on yeah, one of the other podcasts. We were going to get into that. Boy, was this. This book was a little gnarly. Yeah? It was a little gnarly. I mean, reading some of the notes here, yeah. The majority of the book, well, here's the book. Wow, there right? it is. San Francisco. Why progressives ruin cities. Jeez. In our, This is our effort to convince Gilmar to read books. <laughs> Continued. <laughs> National best-selling author of Apocalypse? Never. Right? So, the gentleman who wrote this book... Um, Michael Schellenberger. That's I guess where we're gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem too difficult until you get into it. These double L's really punch back. Jeez. But um Jesus Christ. This book was filled with facts. And this guy wrote this book basically. He he lives in he's a resident of San Francisco. San Francisco. San Francisco. Mm. That might be a problem. <laughs> You're going to keep saying it. So he's a resident. He's also a progressive or would consider himself a liberal progressive, um, maybe retired on the progressive side. Still com- considers himself liberal, mm-hmm. right? But for those of you who don't know, I don't know. Do you know the deal with San Francisco? Cisco? Not really. Fuck. The homeless thing? The homeless thing. Uh, okay, so you're, so you, have, you have zero awareness yeah, of the exactly. situation, right? I have right? no idea. So there, there's a few, like, if you want to take a glimpse into it without visiting San Francisco, I got through it that time. Um, there's a few Instagram pages surrounding San Francisco and, like, the homeless situation that you can just, like, tap into or Instagram pages. Um, and you're just like, this can't, this can't be really happening in America. But it is. I was in San Francisco last, um, I was there five years ago, I think. Might be four four to six years ago, I was there. And 
uh, I we we took the train, like took this like metro system into the city, um, and we were visiting some folks. But we we were gonna cruise around and then go to a baseball game. The Phillies were playing. Um, the Padres, the, the Giants, the Giants, right? Yeah. yeah so right. yeah, and immediately come out, come off the metro, and you're like, "What is this?" I felt like I was in an episode of The Walking Dead. I'm like, this is not what I remembered last time I was here as a, you know, teenager or child. Yeah. Right? This isn't, let's keep it going. Let's move on. <laughs> let's get out. There's no scenic pictures right here with these homeless <laughs> men homeless in the background. It was like where the Charlie's turned around. It was hilarious. <laughs> One dude screaming at that. Like, it kind of seemed like they had, um, like, have you ever been to a haunted hayride? Yeah. Where, like, the one dude's, like, like screaming at oh, the, the woman, and you're like, what the? They're just actors, but I'm so caught up in it. It kind of seemed like the homeless people had, like, an act going on, but I don't think it was. I think it was, like, everybody was schizophrenic and just losing their shit. Oh, damn. Right. So, he he prefaces this whole book with saying, like, look, like, even his wife was like, I don't think you should write this book because, like, we live here. Mm-hmm. So the end of the book, a good a good portion of like the last two or three chapters is dedicated to like the solution or maybe the last chapter. Might give him too much credit. But he he does it justice in the sense that I've never like I kind of had to like I I made us the notes and this is only, you know, half the book maybe. Right. 75% of the book worth of Things that like actually really really stood out to me. Um, I obviously have my handy dandy post-it notes, and the red ones are like critical facts. So like we we have abnormal critical facts in this book. I would say, Damn. where you're just like, geez, I gotta hold on to that fact. <laughs> in in case I'm ever in like a in a punching match with an extremely progressive person, I can reference all of these facts, <laughs> which will never happen. Back it up. Yep, you, you never know. Well, you know, because Thanksgiving's canceled this year. It's like, I don't have anyone to argue with. Oh, like, fuck. Like, you can't go to families. Just show up to some random persons. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, what's up, guys? Got these facts. Dude, I really win the argument at my, my family's house if I just showed up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, oh, shit. And they just know. They give up. We didn't know you would be here. would be like, I, I didn't know there was a thing going on here. I just showed up to argue. <laughs> They're like, fuck, we didn't I prepare. I sense the disturbance. Everyone's I scrambling. sense an absence of a need for me to argue. Yeah. It's a vibe. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of, I go where the energy's needed. You know? It's like water. I just fill the void. Mm-hmm. If there's a void, I'll fill it. Otherwise, I keep going. Be like water. Yeah, be like water, dude. That's what Bruce Lee didn't elaborate on. Water is extremely violent. A lot of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like water's not really that peaceful too often. It's, it's usually r- ruining foundations, taking out, you know, coastal villages. Goddamn, Google it. <laughs> Google water. Did, yeah, water. did we tell them to subscribe to the show? Yeah, subscribe. If you man. haven't subscribed, like, we're about to get into the facts. Yeah, man. So pay the dues. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it along to a friend. Subscribe. And if you find any of this particularly inflammatory, <laughs> um, hit us with a comment. Yeah, man, let us know. Yeah, let's talk. Let's come on the show. We can t- like we got got to make content somehow. Yeah, you know, talk to us. Let's talk about it. I've got no biases other than I've read the book. <laughs> right. So 
I yeah, I don't know where to start, Gilmar. So we're just going to say on page 3 there was an increase in human feces calls. In the wow. s- yeah, so right. Right. We kick it off alive. That's an interesting fire, thing. Fire statistic. That's an interesting statistic. Human feces on sidewalks. Like reports thereof, right? In San Francisco. Mo- all the facts otherwise noted are San Francisco statistics. Because we do get into the, there are analysis of other cities and how they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know. But twenty fourteen. How many fecal situations did we have? So about eleven hundred is I mean eleven thousand is just ten thousand six hundred and ninety two. That's insane. San Francisco is not a very big city. Mm-mm. That's a lot of human feces. But by 2018, we were up to 20,933 situations. <laughs> doubled. We doubled in four years. Jesus. What in tarnation, dude? And eight, 2018 was almost four years ago. Dude. We'll say three years ago because we're not really in yeah, the 2020. Well, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn, is this how this book is going to go? Is this what we're doing here? Is this where we're just going to call out all the the circumstantial things that are just annoying about homeless people? And so they quickly get into the situation. Um, and he makes a point because, like, a, a lot of people associate homelessness with, you know, drugs right. or mental illness mm-hmm. and or both, right? And the... The whole, to summarize the entire book, the book calls out the, like, religion of victimization, right? So, before we get into, like, some of these crude facts and um, some other of these, like, little stories or situations or or different things or, like, racial shit or all the, ang- like, he, he does a good job of arguing all the angles that could come at him because he's a progressive liberal, mm-hmm. right? So he knows, like, oh, well, people say this. And he went about and interviewed a lot of people and then, you know, documented their reasoning, rationale, excuses, and then, you know, went against it and vetted it backwards. Like, being like, hey, you said this. Let me go look into that. And it's just, like, he drew out a lot of those causes. Um, and one of the things that was interesting... And that I highlighted and has nothing to do with what we've discussed with so far, but we'll just call it out right in the beginning of the show so that everybody listening knows what kind of stuff we're talking about here. Mind you, written by a liberal progressive. In 1975, black people were murdered at a rate nearly seven times higher than white people. The Congressional Black Caucus worked with dance and... Er, with then-Senator Joe Biden, um, President Bill Clinton, and Senator Bernie Sanders to pass the 1994 crime bill. Right. And the crime bill had, like, a dramatic effect and impact on, you know, the people of, you know, obviously the entire United States. But for the for this book, obviously, he documented heavily how the 1994 crime bill which was, you know, the Black Caucus 
hoarded inadvertently hand, like it put away an insane amount of people from the African, like the minority communities of the entire country. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you look at who, who those people were and it's like the top three powerful people in our country from the democratic side. Yeah. So it's, this is just one extreme example um, of like, just like random, random situations where, you know, the Democrats or the Democratic Party will say, um, on like paved their good intentions, whichever, whatever the influence was or the incentive was, it just did not work out. Mm-hmm. And in like this whole book is, you know, indicating why policies of the progressive left, um, are going to continue yielding these results where like cities just kind of just like disintegrate Mm -hmm. because the conditions are deteriorating because the notion from the left, um, given this book is that, um, homeless people like homelessness is a choice kind of, and it's not our right to like group them up and like get them help forcefully. Right. It's not okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas like the argue, the, the, one of the arguments of this book is like, okay, by not doing that, you are like allowing someone to slowly kill themselves. And if you think that is fundamentally taking care of someone, you are part of the problem. You're in fact hurting that person. And this book does an incredible job at comparing um, the experiences of Amsterdam, I believe, in the 80s, right? I don't know if that's in here. But he, he interviews a whole bunch of people that were a part of, like, the um, offensive in Amsterdam. And one of the they, – they, they have, like, this whole system in place where they basically – you know, if you you're you're allowed to do drugs, basically it's legal, right? It's legal to the sense that, like, once you get caught, it's illegal, mm-hmm. right? It's like, yeah, it's totally legal. But we just caught you, and you just happen to have over the amount you're allowed to have, which is a ridiculously no, low number. So here are your choices: fucking jail or drug rehab, right? And they'll even and they'll even have like an intervention court, right? So they'll bring in, like, your family members. They'll have an officer of the probation. They'll have an officer of, like, the police force. They'll have, like, they'll have everybody in there and kind of be like, dude, you're here because X, Y, and Z. You broke the law. Like, whatever you did, jail yeah, or rehab. And then you have to, like, you're held to it, right? And one of the things they don't do that's the people in San Francisco, like, largely obsess over very much California is like housing first. It's like, Oh, you, you're homeless. Let's get you a house. Let's get you a house. Let's come. We're going to get you a house and then everything will be okay. Right. And during the coronavirus, they took that a step further where like there was all the homeless people in the streets. Like, all right, well, what do we do about this? Right. So let's, the hotels are low occupancy right now. They're not making any money. So we'll, the city will pay the hotels. The hotels are being, or will house all the fucking homeless and drug, mainly drug addicts. Right. 
um, and everything will be good. And then on top of that, we'll bring them alcohol. They basically had like a drug cart. They were providing like clean needles, drugs, like everything they needed in these like hotels to maintain these people's like maintain them in the in the hotels so rather than on the street during the coronavirus when the whole city was shut down. And I read that I was like, they did the city paid for this, and they're like, yeah, like all like the it like boom this time it happened, but like it's very it's like the book is like yep, Jesus. And then I, I I spent a lot of time making notes on like which of the books were referenced in the appendix, and like which of, I like bought some of those books because I'm like this person happened. <laughs> <There's> no way. <laughs> I gotta read this too. <laughs> well, that'd be interesting to find so, out. So yeah, it's just it's it's great. It's I don't know. And that's what happens when you don't think think things all the way through. You know. know. Yes. Yeah, so there's been a. They they think they're thinking things exactly too, right. That's yeah. the problem, and they don't want to listen, mm-hmm. even though the data is there, right? Th- like this whole book is just filled with concrete evidence that like this shit ain't working. <laughs> shit ain't working, right? right? Doesn't fucking work. Like I don't understand. Like I've been even recently, I've been put in a position where like I I wanted to head in a different direction, maybe not necessarily in this dramatic of a sense, yeah, but right. like. I like I had thoughts or uh, or opinions on a situation that were different than other people's and like in the beginning like the conversation had to be had several times because like I I wasn't necessarily hearing everybody out clearly or, or the words weren't put together the way to make it clear like whatever the situation was like it needed to happen several times and like these people have been doing this for a long fucking time like we're talking the 90s 2000s 2022s coming up Mm -hmm. and we have an insane amount of people that are homeless like i don't let's see do we have like the full okay so for here's a perfect example right we'll we'll punch you in the fucking face (laughs) pardon my language but well from 2000 2005 to 2020 there was an increase of homelessness in san francisco from 5400 roughly to 8100 roughly 3000 people increase right Be- one of the reasons why is because san francisco is so fucking dope mm. how they treat their homeless people other other homeless come to san francisco yeah it's like homeless paradise. They've literally created open air drug markets. We'll get into that. You know what MS thirteen? MSHSA? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, dude. Drop in dude. All right, look if you have a free moment, look up MS thirteen. No joke. Terrible people. Not a gang. Terrorist organization. Terrible people. Coming across our border from Mexico, from El Salvador. Basically, yeah. El Salvador has Civil War, if I'm not mistaken. Trained a bunch of fucking dudes. They were special forces. War kind of cooled off. They said, you know what? We really like doing this type of stuff. Let's get the machetes and some guns and let's head north to Mexico and see who we can kill there. And when we're done, we'll go to we'll go to California. Let's get and just up run while stuff doing it. and we'll just do it. Yeah. Right? So those dudes run the open air drug markets and like the tenderloin and these these neighborhoods in San Francisco. 
It's like, dude, they're like mach- macheteing people all the time. Like, insane. Shit's crazy. And it's totally like, uh, yep. <laughs> Oops. Nah, man. Oops. That's like what it's about there, right? <laughs> yeah, there. It's yeah, like, yeah. like, what are you kidding me? This is what we want for these people? This is helping them? Nah. Mm-mm. But it's like, it's it's wrong. It's immoral to, f- to like forcefully get them help. Right. It's like if you're of sound mind, you wouldn't live like that. You can ask anybody that question. I feel like if you had your shit together, would you live like this? Yeah, right. And they're like, well, that's not exactly the kicking condition. It's like, shh, 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 child. There right? it is. Same time as homelessness was increasing. Where's the foot? Oh, here it is. Nationwide, it declined. Nation, the whole nation, right, including San Francisco, we had less homeless people, right? So someone is doing a good job at helping homeless people. Mm-hmm. But it ain't San Francisco. It ain't them. Per Michael. These aren't my words. These are Michael's words. I read the book. Michael's facts, Michael's words. I read the book. Um, And then there's a little bit of different different number. There's there's two different things to note here. We like to pl- we play we play those word games a lot yeah. in politics. So you have homeless, and then you have unsheltered homeless, hmm. meaning you're on the street streets, yeah. right? So that increased from twenty six hundred fifty five or two thousand six hundred fifty five in two thousand five, right? So roughly. Uh, half of the five, the fifty four hundred homeless were unsheltered. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what that number means. That increased; the numbers doubled. Right, yeah. so of the eighty one hundred total homeless in San Francisco in twenty twenty, fifty one hundred of them were completely unsheltered. We're talking no shelter, nothing. We got tent city going on. More than fifty one hundred people unsheltered in san francisco and san francisco i don't really know how like how many people live in san francisco can we pull that up yeah. it definitely talked about it in the book and i want to go on a limb here and say it's a little bit bigger it's a roughly the same size as um philadelphia which i think is seven thousand people fuck i lied three thousand thirty one hundred three that three, three million, million yeah three million three hundred and thirteen yo i don't know if you saw this and what's wanna- philly what's philly Oh, um, wait, when I was typing in San Francisco, What's one that? of the top things was poop map. <laughs> San Francisco poop map? Let's say it. <laughs> oh, shit. Poop map A. There's more than one. Damn. Damn. There's an actual map. Oh, Get the my fuck God. out of here, a, bro. There's a map indicating. This is a well-documented. So what does a bigger poop mean? Or did you just hide? Like, what does that mean? Like, right here? Yeah. What it, why is it larger poop? Maybe. Oh, oh shit. shit. Literally. Oh, my God. Holy. This oh, can, my God. This is better than T-Mobile coverage, dude. <laughs> you know those T-Mobile coverage maps? Bro, this, this blows dude, that shit out the water. I didn't know this episode was going to be like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know this is what we were going to do to you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the show because we went deep into the shit. Yeah, there's a there's even shit in the water, dog. <laughs> no way. Well, there's by the docks or something. I saw a little. Yeah, there's a little dot right there. Oh, this yeah. is like you know what this is like. This is like Grand Theft Auto. You ever play Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Where you got to get the secret packages. Yeah. This kind of looks like the map. We got to find all the secret packages. 
There is a poop in the water, but when you zoom in on it, it disappears. Yeah, it's fine. We see you, poop. You never die. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're you're not lost. In the water. <laughs> oh wait, you said Philly population. My bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was no. Don't be sorry. That was a good find. That was a good research. Uh, These people need this. Yeah, man. Get yourself a poop map so you don't step in it. So, right, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, if, I mean, you're probably thinking, if homelessness is going down Mm -hmm. across the nation, but it's going up in here, they probably just don't have enough homeless shelters, right? I mean, that's what one would think. You would think that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many more homeless shelters do you think... Or we can't call them homeless shelters. Supportive housing units. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have roughly 2 million more people in Philly than San Francisco. That's That completely changes how I look at the homelessness then. Mm. 8,100 people out of 3 million. That's a lot. Going, going forward. We're going to fight forward. San Francisco has three times the number of supporting housing units as New York City. Damn. Right? New York City is how much bigger? Oh. <laughs> it's incredibly bigger. It's like a bajillion people. How many people? How many million? Oh, 20 million. 18 Boom. million. Close. 18, 8. I was close. Damn. That's hella people. How do you have... Three times the amount of units. But you're still like, what are you doing? It's obviously leadership Mm -hmm. and your philosophies, your governing principles. Mm -hmm. Because if you have all the talent or none of the talent, mm, I don't know. But if you have all of the money and all of the resources, which California so has in tax, they have more tax money going into this. Then, like, so much money going into homelessness in California, being mismanaged. It's being distributed to small non-for-profits, and then, like, nobody checks up on, like, what they actually got done. So it's like, oh, you have a non-for-profit, you're helping homeless people? Here's a bunch of money. See you later. Right. And we'll come back next year when it's time to give out money again. We'll see if you need it. We won't give a shit if you're doing anything. It's honestly, that's, like, a lot of, like, where the money's going. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, right. So San Francisco has 11, um, housing units per thousand people. And, um, New York has four per thousand people. Right. And scene. Then, then the next, the next fact, which I like threw right behind there, um, intentionally was the state spending, Per homeless individual solely on housing, not including general assistance or other welfare programs. San Fran- or New York City spent $11,600. L.A. spent $5,000 <laughs> per homeless person per year, right? right? San Francisco spends $31,895 per homeless person. What? What? <laughs> a homeless person makes 30k a year. What? <laughs> no, that's just their ho- that's just what they spend on housing. Oh shit. That's not bro. the other stuff, man. That's insane. 30- that's how much their houses cost. And you can't just tell me it's like because real estate's expensive no, in San Francisco. That, it's not that expensive. A condo doesn't like a, a like a one-room apartment 
like a like a dormitory mm-hmm. doesn't cost that much. So it was like three k a month almost. It's insane. Jesus, right? But anyway, you're living good out there. <laughs> um, another dramatic fact we'll just throw in here and into the into the nonsense and walk away from it like a grenade. Uh, United States is home to less than five percent of the world's population. But has twenty five percent of its prisoners. Boy, and we can go back to the in nineteen seventy five. Right, we had the Joe Joe Biden or ninety four rather. Uh, we had Joe Biden, um, Joe Byron, Byron, and Bill Clinton got together with the Bernie, and they made the crime bill. And now we have. All these people in jail. A lot of people got locked up. And that guy's president now. Mm-hmm. He's locked up. And we have the most people in prison in the entire world. And America's supposed to be so freaking great. But for some reason, we got so many people in jail. Incarcerated. I'm not really sure how to digest that. So many people incarcerated for the wrong reasons, too. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Nah, that's a fucking lot. So one of the one of the things that was that was pretty funny about this book, I'm trying to find it. Um, after the Occupy Wall Street situation, mm-hmm. you know how like this, like every all the homeless people live in tents now, right? Like tent cities that came from Occupy Wall Street because all the Occupy Wall Street brats got up and they were like, "Oh shit, we got, damn it, my dad says I gotta go home." Here's my tent, sir. And then he just gave all the tents to the homeless. And then the homeless were like, all right, we like this. I think we like this. Mm. And then some liberal asshole was like, you know what? The homeless like this. They like living in tents. Doing drugs in tents in the park is like the way to go. Mm-hmm. Let's donate a bunch of tents. Like a lot of tents. I don't even know if I wrote the fact down. But I, I remember being like, wait a minute. You guys donated 15,000 tents? It was something like that. God it was some... St- yeah, here we go. Who? Here we go. I found it. Um, After Occupy Wall Street protesters were held... Uh, protests were held in Oakland City Center in 2011. Protesters gave their tents to the homeless and money to buy more. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, five years later, a graphic designer in San Francisco purchased and gave away 15 grand worth of camping tents. Mm. <laughs> it's just like, let me do them a solid. They need two tents. They obviously <laughs> like them, right? Jeez. So it's, it's, it's not surprising though, that San Francisco is kind of like where this shit is going down in our country though. Yeah. Because... San Francisco historically is like kind of where um I don't know how to say it. It's like everybody every everything was really established on the East Coast and the push to go west. If you were the type of dude to go west, chances are you didn't have your shit together. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Right? The hobos and the yeah. you know, train robbers and stuff. So like it's always the victim mentality has kind of always been ingrained in San Francisco's blood. And San Francisco has been notorious for doing shit like, um, 
Um, like in 1967, a like a, a ex-Harvard or a Harvard professor um, organized this this situation called the Be In. It was just called Be In. It's like an like a cool like let's be in kind of thing mm-hmm. you know reference and they got like 20 to thirty thousand people together in like the gardens the golden state park like where the golden gate bridge kind of is yeah just to like drop acid it's like that's san francisco was like yeah totally cool like know. that's cool man get know. together in the park you know what you guys should do acid in the park that's not a good idea man right especially so, that many people near the bridge fuck that bro right so spiritual experience <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. But, like, you have quotes like this. Like, this book has quotes like this. They just come here to die. Or uh, how compassionate is it to let someone just shoot uh, shoot out the rest of their life? Meaning, like, to shoot drugs the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. It's like you're enabling. Like, like, let's give them clean needles. And the thought process is, like, we'll get close to them. We'll make friends with them. We'll give them some drugs. It's like, give them a mouse a cookie. He's going to want some rehab. The process doesn't, it doesn't work at all because a lot of these people like suffer from mental illnesses and some of them require you to come in and be like, hey, look, you're fucking up big time. Get in this van. We're going to straighten this out in a straight jacket for a few days and we'll see how you're doing next week. Mm-hmm. And then you can go and rehab for a year. And then we'll talk about giving you a house. Whereas San Francisco is like, hey, you need a house? Cool. You like drugs? Cool. We got Suboxone in the fucking fridge for you. It's like, what? Boom, trap house. Trap house, dude. Yeah. The fucking shelter's a trap house. Look at that, dude. They are like a corpo, a tr- corporate trap house, right? But, you know, there's... there's, just, it just, there, it, it, It's just... It's a, it's a difficult situation because you have, like, legalized heroin in our country with, like, the, the medical... The pharmaceutical situation. Yeah. Oxycontin, for those of you who can't follow. Mm-hmm. You got like the fentanyl thing turning up. That's a, that's a piece of shit thing. <laughs> and then you got like you know the heroin, right? When I was a kid, people did heroin responsibly, and then just started doing all this crazy <laughs> shit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the dad. That's what you're some somebody's dad saying that they're like when we got back from Nam, we just quit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think the book goes into that where they talk about how like well a lot of people did heroin or opiates in mm-hmm. Vietnam, but one of the biggest contributing factors to them like just not continuing was they came back here and that was it. Yeah. That's fucking No crazy. opium den. Yeah, I was about to say there used to be <laughs> opium dens. I remember that. You know. So you remember going to one? Yeah, dude, this is wild. No, I I watched some show and had the deal back in the days and they were there were opium dens and shit. A lot mm-hmm. of doctors used them. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, so, like, and then San Francisco does stuff like this. It's, like, San Francisco in 2020 during the coronavirus, uh, the city paid for two billboards promoting the safe use of heroin and fentanyl. Which, mm. But what they <laughs> said was, change it up. Injecting drugs has the highest risk of overdose, so consider snorting it or smoking it instead. Nah. <laughs> yeah, they did. No fucking way. Yeah, they did. Page 63 in the book. <laughs> I want to Google this, see if that's doing. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. How I'll would you make that? It's insane, right? I have this whole, this, there's one note here that says, like, the whole part of chapter five, beginning of chapter five, is it? I'm going to go to that. You do 
Oh, I think I found it. Oh my! Yeah, look at the dude on there. How is that not racist as shit? That's crazy. No overdose. Change it up. Wow, dude. Streets is death row, dude. I'm trying to find the beginning of chapter five here. What's going on here, chapter five? I don't know if this is a meme or a real one, but this one says no overdose. Do it with friends. Use it with people and take turns. Yeah, the Try check on the buddy system, more. where it's like. If one person doesn't do drugs while everybody else does drugs, they'll be able to do, uh, administer Narcan. They mm. talked about that. That's insane. Pretty I mean, insane. You're experimenting with certain drugs. Yeah, I always have the buddy system. But bro, like heroin and shit? There are about 25,000 injection drug users in San Francisco, a number 50% larger than the number of students enrolled in the city's 15 public high schools. Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, nah, man. <laughs> Get it together, San Francisco. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's just like the, the... Okay, so the beginning of Chapter 5 is one I highlighted, so... I, I don't know how much more we need to get into this. This book was... I knew this book was kind of going to be a downer, um... But very, like, I think it's important to go head first into the darkness. Oh, for sure. Almost all of the time, for me at least. Mm. Some people like to, um, like maybe it's idealists, or maybe it's just they don't have the stomach for it, or whatever their rationale is. When you put your head in the sand and you don't know the dirt and you don't understand the darkness of what's going on. You can get led astray really easily. Yeah. The perfect example was the last two years of our life. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I can't think of any situation off the top of my head. Potential, potentially in the presidential election, this book would have been critical to hand out to a bunch of people that were like, yeah, Biden's the savior. It's like, okay, 25% of our population. What was the statistic right here? It was like we're home to five percent. Five where was it at? Five percent and twenty five percent of the world's prisoners. Yeah, so we have twenty five percent of the world's prisoners mm-hmm. and five percent of the world's population. So that means an insane amount of our population is in prison, right? We live in the greatest country in America, though. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump made more advances this isn't me being pro like these are just facts mm-hmm. examining for the sake of this argument right we don't want to offend our audience but yeah. the fact we're talking about facts donald trump did more for like wrongfully accused um death row um people like people in like tri- like like third strike um crimes mm-hmm. He he got more people out of jail than he he worked with more organizations. He the Kim Kardashian thing. Kim Kardashian was is like a huge proponent of like people of like prisoner rights and getting people out of jail that shouldn't be in jail. And he was like, yeah, sure, come whatever you want. Like let's work it out. And they released an insane amount of people mm-hmm. that didn't deserve to be in prison, right? But everybody elects Biden, like. Like he's the savior, and he is the reason 
that Donald Trump has to go and release these people from prison, mm-hmm. essentially. And who is his running mate? Right? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, who all but slam dunk yeah. jail sentences down people's throats. Yeah. That woman kept people in jail, like told the jails, keep them in jail so we can get a couple more bucks. Right? If we let them out early, we don't get as much money. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and she's our vice president. Right, so we got like everybody's like, "What? Well, they're they're the left. They they're worried about our our rights, and they're worried about the people, and they care about us." Show me that, right? Anyway, just facts. <laughs> just facts. It's not so much that I'm like, I'm I'm not pro Trump. I'm pro facts. Yeah. And when people just have like blatant disregard for like, really what happened. I'm like, wait, you guys don't know anything about this? And it's like, we don't need to know. Trump's a racist. And it's like, well, he just let a bunch of dudes out of jail last week. And mm-hmm. then they had like a hip-hop party in the little office. Like, what are you talking about? He's not racist. <laughs> he's, a little, he's a little weird. <laughs> he's a little, he says the wrong thing sometimes, he's but he's not. Weird. Yeah. He's just an old dude. Like, yeah. I'd rather him say the, you know, get a little loud and tweet and everything. Let <laughs> us know he's alive. than have, you know, whatever. Yeah. In the weeds. Yeah. We're getting out. Uh, but this is how we're going to end it. A little story here. We got Tom Wolf was married with two children and worked a good, if mundane, job with San Francisco city government when he got hooked on opiate pain pills. His doctor had prescribed them for after a foot surgery in the spring of 2017. After Tom's prescription ran out, he Googled where to buy opioids and discovered that he could go do so on Pill Hill, which mm-hmm. is at the intersection of Hyde and the Golden Gate Avenue in the Tenderloin. To maintain his addiction, so like that's the open air drug market in San Francisco, mm-hmm. one of them. Um, the Tenderloin, like if you go on Instagram and you look up the Tenderloin, there's like a whole bunch of Instagram accounts that, you know, in your free time. Um, if you want to feel better about your life and then maybe figure out how to help some of these people. Yeah, just some of them are just kind of interested. They're just ran like look at the bottles. Like look at all the bottles. <coughs> That's just like one corner, just hard alcohol bottles. <laughs> Good for it. Jeez. So that's pretty bad imagine. <coughs> Kensington is also a place that needs to be cleaned up, but you know, that's for another day, I guess. I don't know. No, they talked about a lot about Kenzo. Oh, did they? In this book, yeah. Philadelphia is also on the shit list. Oh, my God, yeah. They are a city that is not doing things well. Mm-mm. This book highlights that. Um, But this is not Philadelphia. This is San Francisco. <laughs> right? <laughs> and nobody cares about our murder rate. Um, <laughs> eventually, uh, Tom Wolf switched. This isn't the governor, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to get canceled. Yeah, it's a different guy. He switched to heroin, which is much cheaper than pills, snorting it in the bathroom at work and passing out on his desk. Tom, he stopped going to work. Pacific Gas and Electric turned off the power to his house. He fled the house for 11-day bender in the tenderloin. His wife filed a missing persons report, and a police officer found him. Jesus. Right? This dude sounds like Tom had his shit together. Oh yeah. Until this foot surgery. He sounds like you know what he was doing? He was probably playing basketball hoops with the guys on Saturday. 
Layup, rolled his ankle. Dope. Downwards pile. But uh, ultimately, Tom's wife gave him an ultimatum, ultimatum to either get drug treatment or leave the family. He decided to abandon his family and become homeless. God damn. Addiction is the only disease that I know that have, or this is a quote, addiction is the only disease that I know of that actually tells you to make it worse. I remember sitting in my garage after I had bought a bunch of Oxy and thinking, fuck it, I'm just going to be an addict. Okay? Just give up like that. Fuck it. I'm just going to be an addict. For the next six months, Tom lived on the streets. He smoked fentanyl. He woke up beside people who overdosed and died. He saw people develop skin abscesses from shooting low-grade heroin. At one point, he was hospitalized for six days for sepsis after missing veins while injecting. And um, he says, uh, and still that was not enough for me to stop. Damn. Tom became desperate. After he had been arrested multiple times by the police, he turned to the cartels. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um. That'd be funny shit. Turn to the cartel hotels, which he became a mercenary. And Mr. No? T. <laughs> he rode around Mexican, Mexico on horseback. Tied it up. <laughs> Got face tattoos. <laughs> Gold teeth. After he had been arrested multiple times. We're back into the real part, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spit that shit out on the electric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom became desperate after he had been arrested multiple times by the police. The drug dealers would no longer use him as a mule to hold the drugs they sold. He started shoplifting from drugstores and selling the, reselling the merchandise. The last time he was arrested in June 2018, um, sidebar, one of the things we glanced over in this book is that like it's actually legal to steal in San Francisco or in California, I think. Oh, yeah. Up to a, up to just under $1,000 you can steal, and they just don't do it. Mm-hmm. So Tom... Has turned to the crime, stealing from drugstores, and if you Google this, I think CVS just announced that they're closing three hundred stores in yep. the next two years. Yeah, I wonder why. It's people stealing their shit, and the stores aren't making any money. I digress. Mm-hmm. The last time he was arrested in June 2018, he had promised his son he was going to go to an AA meeting. He smoked crack instead and cried with shame. Later, even though he was wearing a court-ordered monitor around his ankle and was supposed to stay away from the tenderloin, he went there anyway. Notified by his ankle monitor that he was in the area, the police arrested him. Tom's abandonment of his family isn't unusual. People often end up homeless after losing their jobs and relationships with friends and family in a desperate effort to support their addictions. I had a very good friend, a meth dealer, told a reporter. I knew her husband. I knew her kids. Her kids were still small at the time. I smoked her out with meth and smoked her out and smoked her out. And then she started buying it from me here and there. After about seven months later, she gives her kids to her mom, starts hauling her vagina out on the streets. And I know blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so basically that was just like one of the few stories – about somebody who ends up in the tenderloin. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is like these things exist because no one is holding these people accountable. Right. right. The fact of the matter is, is people need help. And sometimes 
help comes in the in the fist. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's and that's hard for people to understand. Like there's like these very carey, lovey people in this world that think, oh, you, sometimes like that like that level of discipline is never needed. It's like I'm sure there are a few kids in the world. I'm sure there's a few people we both know that had someone in their life just came up and beat the shit out of them with a belt at the right time in their life. Their whole life would have been different. Mm. Right? Yeah. And unfortunately that either never comes or comes too late. A lot of the anecdotes in this book like some I don't know what the percentage is but a decent amount of these people are very like spoiled. Not necessarily like financially but like they're just coddled and and taken care of and it's like oh we're so sorry you don't have a home here's some bread mm-hmm. we love you it's like here's a new tent we're sorry you're homeless it's like no it's like what are you fucking doing in this tent it's like oh you don't want to do it you don't want to get help that's not an option here we have jail or help right 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 now we have you guys can stay out here and continue to do drugs because we care about you and that to me is the dumbest thing I've ever read. Oh, it is by far. So next time the you know you're voting for people in your city, pick up you know do some research, read books. I've done like DM me. I'll send you some books. Yeah, interesting. Dude, books. service brother came came by on Saturday, right right when they came in the door. Mm-hmm. What books are you guys reading? I was like, yes, <laughs> got him. God, somebody's yeah. reading books. You know what I'm saying? It just, this is where the information is downloaded from. Like, this is like, this is how you download. Like, if you tell kids, like, your kids should be reading. Like, probably kid, not enough kids. Probably not enough kids reading. Yeah. I don't know this. I don't know any information around that. But, like. A lot of kids on iPads. Yeah. It Your kid, like, if, I, I don't know how to explain it to every kid. Because there's no, probably, cut and dry way. But. You know, there should be a way for you. You should try to connect with your kids or your peer, like whoever this. Like, you, you want to update your software on your phone. You want to update Fortnite. Update your brain. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Boom! You just took care of 26 percent of kids right there. Yeah. You want to update Fortnite? Update your brain, and then what? Bam! Yeah. Just like skull. <laughs> Jesus saying. <laughs> Jesus saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what else? It's like if you if you read enough books, you got to carry the books, and then you get strong. Mm. I never understood why the, the nerdy kid in high school was so feeble. He carried around a backpack all day, like like a boulder, like hiked around proudly. I don't have time to go to my locker. I got too much to learn. Yeah. What? How are you not jacked, dude? You carry around like. Like it's insane. Thirty pounds on your back right? every day. It was lack of protein. That's when parents were probably herbivores. A lot of chicken nuggies. Yeah, some nugs. Dude. Yeah, just nuggies. Some fresh, that fresh nugs. Mm. Farm raised nugs. Dude, it's what not if? A bad idea. Dude, what if? Yeah, farm raised chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. And then just like have just like these log nug nuggets, like cage free. Just like, <laughs> what if? What if we started a campaign, uh-huh. right? This is the after show, by the way, called What If. What If. What if we started a campaign, and you're going to have to hold on to this and agree to go into it with me before I tell you. All right, fine. Yeah, I'll do it. Chicken nuggets are baby chicks. 
Sure. Right? Does yeah. that? I'm that just saying, sense. next time you bite into a chicken nugget, you're like, oh, look at this chicken so small. <laughs> this is a baby chick, dude. And then they fried them, and you shrunk up, shriveled up into this little half-dollar size piece. Damn. If you're lucky. Sometimes they're like, <laughs> yeah. Every time I'm biting, or popcorn chicken, right? Well, well, chick. Your little baby chicks, man. Your little baby chicks, dude. Let me get, let me get number four baby chicks. All right. They'll be like, what? <laughs> let me get that under, underdeveloped chicken. Let me get that fetus. Let me get that chicken fetus, number four. Deep fry that bitch. What? Is that a medium, sir? No. Like, yeah, dude, dude, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, you get fries with that? Like, what? <laughs> See, I'm going to need some secret sauce to wash these bad boy hitters out. Yeah, there's a little, little chickies. But anyway. Yeah, so get this book. Um, If you buy this book, I don't know, tag us. Let us know what you think. Is that book still available? Wasn't that the one that you said they were going to take off? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they might cancel this book. So cop that shit before it gets taken off of it's a, wherever. It's a fair... It's a fair... Um, I don't know. In his compassionate, pragmatic, and truly indispensable book, Michael Schellenberger takes on the devastation of the urban environment, the sprawl of chaotic tent encampments populated by psychotic and addicted people is a daunting problem, one that too many progressive authorities don't know how to solve, or worse, don't really want to. Schellenberger lays out a humane blueprint to help the suffering and revive the cities. And to restore order. Revive. Yeah. Shout out. And that that was Sally Satella, MD. Medical doctor. From Yale. School of Medicine. So. Mm. You might know a thing or two. Yeah. So. Gets a book. I'm going to give Gilmar the copy after the book. After Ariel reads it. Because she's probably going to start it tonight. Nice. Yeah, she probably get through it quicker than I. Did you read Sovereign Individual? Start Sovereign Individual. Yeah, so I am it, about halfway through it. It's dense, right? Yeah, it's. Um, I told you, dude. You can only read like ten pages at a time if you don't want. Like, you gotta really like. You gotta set the goal for ten pages because if you try and read more than that, like, like sometimes it you're like, what? You might forget what you just read. You're just like, dude, that's too much information. It's dense. Yeah, but it definitely helps with you. Um, Annotating things, you know, with your markers and stuff. So yeah, so kind of helps me put it all together. Drawing pictures and stuff <laughs> with just little dicks in there. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude all, only for every. every <sighs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I was gonna say we probably mentioned like a dick every ninety seconds on the show. You think? No, it's probably like every eighteen minutes. Yeah, something like that. Every 18 minutes, a dick gets mentioned. Yeah, we got to shout him out. Every time a bell rings, <laughs> an angel gets its wings. <laughs> All right. All right. So watch out for that victim culture. Mm. Check out the book so you understand how to watch out for it. Don't be a victim, you know, because you make your own choices. Once you realize you're a victim, then decide not to be. Put one foot forward. Right there it towards is. not victimhood, and then one day you'll thank everybody else. Right, so hit the subscribe button. Whoa! Wait, it's over here. 
Give me some fire. <laughs> It'll happen. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. And <laughs> like, uh, go to Instagram. Instagram account's growing nicely. We also have TikTok. Uh, trying to keep up with that. YouTube clips coming out uh, weekly. We got a bunch coming out over Thanksgiving. I got scheduled, I think. Um, get over the YouTube. We, we, were, we lost a subscriber. That's fine. We'll get them back. Damn it. Get them all back. We go up and then we go down and we go up, 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 and then we go yeah, down. Boom, boom. Yeah, that's life, man. But that's we got all these people <laughs> listening. Yeah. And not, it's confusing. YouTube, you don't have to pay for it. You don't. Spotify, you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, you don't have to pay for it. You don't basically don't have to pay for the show. No, I mean, you sure. just have to share it. It costs sharing. Mm-hmm. When you're going to share a bunch of stuff about people you don't know or care about. And if you're listening to this, you have listened to an entire episode of the show. Mm-hmm. And to say you don't care about us is a lie. A huge lie. We know you give a fuck. You care, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You care. You care about us. We care about you. We're doing a lot for the environment. Oh, for sure. We recycle. We do recycle. We'll do another one of these episodes on a book when we figure out what book. I'm thinking maybe The Grid. Oh, you know that? El Grid. No, but it sounds El good. Grid? The Grid. Yeah. It sounds good. Guess what it's about. Electric. Electricidad. Yeah. Electrical grid. Does it touch on... It's not good. Texas's shit that they got going on or not? Or this is before that? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Perhaps not okay. in great detail. It's about the whole country and how screwed we are. Oh. That's interesting. Interesting, right? And maybe we'll read that. Yeah. Maybe we won't. I don't know. A lot of books out there. Go read one. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button. No Prisoners Podcast. Gilmar, Andrew, Here. Rambo, we're out.